he was at the head of the business team at okay. that time. And he said, you need to interview here. And I said, you're, first of all, they're not going to, first of all, I don't, I've never worked retail. I can't speak Japanese. I don't, I've got too many strikes against me and I can't stand a, a depressing uh, experience. So I'm not going to interview. He's like, no, interview at Apple. So I did, a few interviews later, um, I got a part-time job there. はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。は
and we made something called uh, uh, Psycho Night, which was a new music seminar, which is a, this big festival. We it was it was like the college years when college music was really happening, and we brought a bunch of different bands from Japan over, and one of them was Pizzicato Five, and people fell in love, in love, for good reason because we had good taste. Long story short, many things happened. We toured in Europe, we toured in the States, and um, never made a lot of money, or made a lot of money, and then it all went because everything was so expensive, and we didn't have any financial backing, and. Um, they basically kind of invited us and said, listen, our manager, our current manager's um, leaving. Come to Japan and manage us here. Now, Tom is, is Japanese. So for him, it's not so hard. You know, he, his kids and wife are in New Jersey, but we figured he'd be back and forth and I'd come stay. Because I was, I was divorced. I wasn't interested in, in having kids or anything like that. I never had been. And I thought, okay, here's an adventure. So me and 13 boxes and my bicycle, <laughs> Just, sorry. Thirteen boxes in a bicycle. <laughs> I know that that may be the, the that may be the title of the Thirteen memoir. boxes. I like that. <laughs> but you came here, and this is in the eighties. Came 80s? here. In this, the is 80s? In the, this is uh, this ended up being uh, early nineties, um, early mid nineties. My my folks had passed. As footloose and fancy free. Are you the only child? No, my brother. Um, I'm not sure where he is right now, but I do have a younger years brother. How nine years? nine years. Nine years younger. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know where he's at. No, I think he's probably okay. He he he's 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 got a challenging life. Okay. Let me put it that way. Uh, but my cousins, yeah, my cousins know where he is, and as long as they're sort of in touch, okay. Um, that's okay. Right. That's interesting. You know what I used to go into? Pizzicato Five is what they were called. Pizzicato Five. Pizzicato like the violin okay, plucking. Okay, Was composed of what? Men or women? Or um, it was uh, the front woman and the singer is named Maki Nomiyamaki, yes. okay. and the masterminds. There were two. But then one left, and then the main mastermind is a guy named Yasuharu Konishi. Konishi, okay. and brilliant, just brilliant. I don't even know how to say. Um, brilliant from the viewpoint that they took all these Western tropes and all these Western ideas, and they took old-style um, enka and kaiokoku and all these things, and they mixed them around into this frothy but somehow deep music. They had a song called Twiggy Twiggy, and a video, and even now, people will sing that to me when I say Pizzicato Five, they'll be, oh my God, Twiggy Twiggy, you know, it was just. So it, wait, so how'd you come about meeting them? No, you guys scouted um, them and found them? Or? Well, they were on Columbia. Okay. So they were already, and they were already big in that small pond here in Japan. Um, but I don't remember exa exactly how I, we, we stumbled on them, but one thing I do remember is that my mom, who was dying of cancer at the time, um, the reason, uh, so many things. So I worked for Prince for a couple of years mm -hmm. for his publishing company in, in Warner Chapel through a very good friend of mine called Kat Jackson. She was the head and I was the, <clears throat> the kind of the GM of, it wasn't publishing his stuff, it was publishing other people like Sly and Robbie and people like that. So you never got with Prince? <clears throat> I mean, I would go there, and I got to meet him a few times and be in meetings, but Kat was the one who was really <laughs> connected with him. Uh, yeah, it's very sad that he's gone. But anyway, um, so while that was happening, I took that job because it was the most money I'd ever made, and I wanted my mom to be in a good hospital. So, and you know, the health care system being what it is, you need money to have anything go well. 
So, you know, she she was there and she was, you know, private room, well taken care of, all of that, right? And uh, she loved Pizzicato 5 music and the way Maki looked and the whole energy. She, it just brought her a lot of joy. And I thought, and she, she passed and it was horrible and blah, blah, blah. But I thought, you know what? If they can bring joy to an older black lady who has absolutely no connection whatsoever to, you know, this kind of pop or anything like that, what joy could they bring to other people? And that was the first impetus. And then many, many, many things happened. I, I, I got, I, we don't have like I 17 years to tell the story, but many things happened. We came here. I um, I depended on Tom for all the translation. I did not learn Japanese. I never did really learn it, and I was really I it just it wasn't something I was into doing. Although I've changed my tune about it now because I really need it. But um, so we did that. We started working with other bands after Pizzicato Five broke up. We did um, promoting things like the Mozart Effect here mm -hmm. in Japan. Um, we did that kind of stuff. So small company, bilingual, um, find cool things from overseas and bring them here. So in 2000, what is this, 2020? So 11 years ago, I walk into the Apple store in Shibuya and a very, very good friend of mine uh, named Andrew Shuttleworth is the business manager there. And I'm depressed because my old Mac is just, it's on his last legs. And I'm a Mac girl. I've been a Mac girl for 30 years. and. Um, Andrew sees me, he's like, I, what's, go what's going on? Why are you so down? And I said, I don't know. Do I need to just go back to America? What do I need to do? I'm not sure. You didn't and know Andrew at all? No, Andrew was a good friend. Um, I knew him before the Apple store. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he went right. to work for Apple. He Apple. used to be a Windows guy, but then okay. he went to work for Apple. Right. Um, and he was the business manager. For, he was a, the head of the business team at okay. that time. And he said, you need to interview here. And I said, you're... First of all, they're not that. First of all, I don't. I have never worked retail. I can't speak Japanese. I don't. I've got too many strikes against me, and I can't stand a, a depressing uh, experience. So I'm not going to interview. He's like, no, interview at Apple. So I did a few interviews later. Um, I got a part-time job there, and I was very, very surprised. I was very surprised. Doing what? Well, I, first I was doing. Um, basically stockist, like stock, and mm -hmm. lifting things up and putting them. And then I went to sales, um, and I was part-time to full-time. And then I, I love talking to business customers. Ah, oh, love it. So um, I ended up going with the business team, because that's, that's where I really, like I understand where they're coming from, right, you know? Right. It's really like, yeah, it's consumer, but it's also the economies of scale and if you're a solopreneur what that situation is like and if you're a big corporation how do you convince people that Apple is going to bring a delightful experience like all those things so I loved it and I still love it I love my my, my full-time work and it fuels my passions which is creating basically creating my art my right. various types of art right which um, are um I'm a writer. Okay. So I have a newsletter. What, ty what type of writer? Uh, I write. So I finally started a newsletter. It's called Tokyo Terry's Rebellion. Mm -hmm. And it started after the hospital. Okay. And it was all about, okay, so it's sequences. So mm -hmm. it's 10 at a time. 
So I don't have to just keep writing whether I have anything to say or not. It's 10 at a time, seemed. So the first thing was, holy crap, I'm out of the hospital, and now what do I do uh, to, to, heal, to continue to heal myself? What lifestyle yeah. changes do I need to make? Okay. And then the second sequence is, um, okay, I'm getting better. Now I want to pay more attention to something that I'm obsessed with, which is creative consistency. Um, I am, if I could choose to be the person I would want to be in like, you know, science fiction, I'd be Neil Gaiman. Okay. Because I love him. He is, he is who I want to grow into at some point. Okay. He's prolific. He, he is a brilliant writer, but he's also a consistent writer. He's creatively consistent. He's always writing. And from his writing springs... TV shows and movies, and he and he's a lovable soul. I met him. He came here um, years ago, uh, and we spent a day together, and it was fantastic. He is just a mensch. When when you tell me about being a little girl when you grew up in New York, your mom and dad stayed together the whole time. Um, yes, they did. Um, until what age? Well, um, they were married until they passed. Oh, really? How yeah. long was that? Well, let's see. Um, you can tell I'm not good with the. Well, how years, old were you but when my 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 mom was uh, passed in 1993. Mm-hmm. She was 62. Okay. My dad passed in 83, and he was 68. And he was older. He was 17 years older okay. than her. Right, okay. um, but it was it was a complicated situation, as all families are. Um, I grew up in. I was born and raised in Harlem. I was born in Harlem, raised until I was a little kid, in. Um, Queens uh, in Harlem, and then we went to Queen. We went to St. Albans. Okay. Uh, at the time of hip hop starting to mm-hmm. come come about, um, and then we went to Queens Village, and the Queens Village house is the house I know mm-hmm. the best. Um, my dad was a pastor, and he made his money to take care of us as being a butcher. Mm-hmm. So he would go like two hours, drive two hours, one way, to go to. Um, to go butcher, to go skin mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom wanted to have her own seamstress business, but my dad wasn't comfortable with her doing that. And I think I think part of my want to be an entrepreneur comes from my mom. Okay. Fulfilling the promise that she never was able to really get to. She mm-hmm. had a little shop, mm-hmm. and I was the little bookkeeper, and, mm-hmm. you know, she would... So these beautiful, beautiful things. But my dad, he shut that all down. And he wasn't a bad guy, but he was older, traditional. He was born and raised in South Carolina on a reservation. His grandmother was uh, was full-blood Cherokee. My picture of my grandma, I have very few pictures, but my picture of my grandmother, she looks Japanese. It's so weird. But um, Had he been married prior to your mother? Yes, he married prior to your (coughs) mom. Have any children? Uh, Yeah, I apparently have a stepbrother who I've never met. Never met? No. So um, he didn't talk to you, he didn't bring the family? Never got involved, and I didn't even know he existed until my dad passed. Had Had your mother been married prior? No. Never, no, okay. Her only marriage. So you and your brother from your mother and father? Yes. So when you were going through school, when you elementary school, were you more academic or were you more physical, more sports minded? Oh, I was definitely academic and not academic, but I just was in my own world the whole time. What was your world? A book. What kind Give of Give me a book. Usually fantasy of some sort. Okay. Sometimes science fiction. Right. I wasn't a non fiction reader. Mm-hmm. Um, give me something I would walk down the street reading a book. I read really early. I was an early reader, and I just I didn't understand why I couldn't be in those worlds. I didn't understand 
how, why can't I be in the magic world? Why can't I be? So that continued through elementary, junior high, It high continues school? now. If I could walk down... If I could walk down the street... This is, it's interesting that you say that because mm -hmm. I always tell people, they ask a lot of times, they say, why are you in Japan? Mm -hmm. I said, because I love the future. Yeah. And this is as close as I can get. Yeah. Look at this place. Yeah. Especially if you're in Tokyo. Yeah. There's no place on the planet. I, I, tell, I use this analogy all the time. You could pull up mm -hmm. to a convenience store in a convertible Rolls Royce <laughs> with the back seat filled full of money that people can say, leave the engine running, yes. get out with your Starbucks coffee, walk inside, be greeted, yes. go over to the magazine shelf, yes. read from page to page, finish your Starbucks, put the magazine back, <laughs> throw it away, they will say, thank you for coming in. Go out, your Rolls Royce will still be and running, your money and the money will be right still there. right there. That's most right. of what happened, somebody might have taken a picture. That's, That's right. It. That's now, right. What city on this planet? Yeah, not New and that's York. a real thing. Not New and York. you can be treated better in a convenience store than the most high-end yeah. place in New York or any yeah. other place in the world. Now I love my city. I do love my city. Yes, yes. Or, but I love my image of what it used to be. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been back in twenty years. What city? So, Are you talking New about just in New York? Yeah. Oh, so, so do I. If I, I have, if I had my, to go back to the states, the only place I'd live is on that island called Manhattan. <laughs> No, that's no, that's, that's, that's the only it. place I would live. That's it. That's if it. I had to go back to this, it's because yeah. you have the diversity to a big extent, at yes. least when you come out your little areas. Yes, that's true. And it's right next door. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's that's true. That's what I like about it. So I can yes. do that. Yes. But you've got to have some big bucks. And I don't. So but there you, we are then. <laughs> and also, this is possible. I want to, I finally think I've figured out how to make myself study Japanese. My whole business life will be better if I can master a decent level of Nihongo. How did your beloved community help you through a very traumatic time in your life, an illness you went through? Absolutely. Um, I believe if it wasn't for my, what I call my found family, um, my closest two brother and sister, my Japanese brother, um, and uh, the community we have all around us, mm -hmm. that I may not have made it. No, made and what, what, my wonderful body. Can you talk about what happened? Yes, sir. Um, I um, developed, I've always had problems with um, my right breast, okay. all, off and on. Never cancer, but always you know, tumors and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And I developed- Since when? Since you were- Oh, since I was a kid. Oh, really? Kid, since I was like 16. Okay, all right. All right. Um, and Finally, I developed something called a uh, philodes tumor, and it was malignant. Not cancerous malignant, but malignant, and it grew to like 3.5 pounds, uh, 3.5 kilos. So I was walking around in terrible pain, and really out of my mind for months. I didn't know what it was. I was, I was afraid to go to the doctor. I mean, it was just, I was a mess. And working and you know so my found family who are uh, from Phil from Philly <laughs> they they don't mess around <laughs> well one is from Philly one's from uh, another part of Pennsylvania but they are extremely they're like strong black women except they're white <laughs> okay. they, just, right. they just they take no no nonsense from okay. me because right. they're like we want you to live right you crazy person uh, the guy is uh, he is ex-special forces Okay. And so he will, 
he'll turn Sergeant Shannon on me. You're going to, the, I mean, he, he just, they were freaked out. What's the husband and wife? Yeah, husband and wife, okay, okay. Lauren and Chris, mm -hmm. my beloveds. So they freaked out and I sort of freaked out, but I didn't freak out enough. Finally, in, in November, no, December, I said, all right, I'll go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and they diagnosed me and they said, this has to come off. You, this is not sustainable because it was basically, I called it the alien. It was basically eating my blood and my protein. Um, and I was down to some really, I was really thin. And I was, it was just, a, it was a bad scene. It was like a horror movie, like I like aliens only it was inside of me. So um, I went to Niseki Bioin, uh for the for the surgery, and that was the first of February, and I was in for uh, until the end of March. And it I, I haven't fully I still haven't fully grokked that experience because I had to shut down the hysterical part of me to go through it. Like I haven't cried through the whole thing. Um, I will at some point, but I just, I had to, you know, you have to kind of shut down the parts that will stop you from going through the, the, the tests and the needles and the, you know, all of the other stuff that I hate. I hate that stuff, but had to be done. I had the surgery, great doctors, um, did everything in Japanese. <laughs> I was like, is you crazy? You're going to the hospital and then you're not going to understand what in the hell they're saying. But I understood more than I thought. And little, I, got, I was very thin and they took it off. And then I just started the process of healing, you know, the hospital healing, which is same food, you know, good food and blah, 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 blah. You didn't need chemo or anything like that. Oh, no, it's not cancer. Okay, it's not it's, cancer. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tumor. It's a tumor. Yeah, it was a massive tumor. 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 Okay, and, yeah. um, yeah, even now it's hard for me to even take it in that it mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because you know what? It happened and it's in the past. So Lauren and Chris um, just took over. You said you were laughing. We were laughing earlier. You're like, I'll put you in a room and you'll do IF. And They took over. They said, okay. Um, they, uh, they and my other close friends who were all in the same friend group, we're all a pod. And they redid my apartment for me, my little kind of a little bit dinky apartment. They took stuff from my place and put it in their place so that I clear it out more because uh, there were no closets in that apartment. And I came home to this. It was much lovelier. It was much more like a nest. And it was so my friend Tracy. I mean, just gorgeous, wonderful people who love me, who love me. And I, I just it was funny because. I'm not used to thinking about that. I'm used to putting putting it out there and loving and not people. Not expecting it back, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just it doesn't even. I assume I am woman. Hear me roar. I'm not going to need it back. I needed it back. Who doesn't? So, that was amazing, and my my Apple's an amazing company. They took really good care of me. I am cherished at that place. It That's is. Beautiful. It's amazing. It's like, I I just feel like. I feel blessed in a non-religious way. I hear what you're saying. Because I feel like, all right, I must have done something right at some point. Because <laughs> the company I keep, both in my personal life and in my company life, those are people who cherish me and who see my worth and my value higher than I even realize. And that, that was a revelation, has been a revelation. So 
then I, I lost a lot of weight. I started gaining the weight back. I started reacting to stress, eating bad stuff. You know, there's various stressors. But what's nice is I caught myself now. And Lauren and Chris have become my, um, my chefs. Okay. My HelloFresh. So they would, you know, I mean, Chris is a chef, so he's an amazing chef. And Lauren, I mean, they're foodies. They're food people. They used to have restaurants. I mean, they're, they're food. They're about food like I am about science fiction and technology. So they were bringing me this amazing food. I started to bulk up and start gaining weight back in the good way. Then I started going back to work and doing the bad type of stress-based eating. Junk and, you know. So I basically started writing about that experience. Like, I'm having trouble with this. I know I want to write. I know I, I have all these songs I want to do. I have all this art. I'm doing these illustrations. I have, I'm bursting with this energy. But I'm, I have to work. And that takes a lot of time. How do I figure out managing my time better so that I can put the time in? And all these things. And I started to gain the weight back. And then two weeks ago, three weeks ago, some very um, some close cousin types um, sent me a little note and said, "Are you in the in the excuse me? Are you um, in the market for an apartment?" And I went, "Okay, well, I don't have the money for I don't have any savings, so I don't have shiki can and raken and all this other stuff." And I was like, mm, "I don't think I can do it." And they said, mm, "It's pretty inexpensive. Why don't you come see?" I went to see. It's right next door to Lauren and Chris. Right next door. Can you believe it? And it's a nice corner apartment. It has closets. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just, it's not like it's super modern, yeah. but it's a step up. Yeah. And it's right next door to the fam. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I spent a lot of money that I didn't really have. But I just said, you know what? This is a better move because your environment helps you know, take you up or take you down, one or the other. So I, I love it already. I mean, I still got boxes and, you know, various stuff. But the point is, I'm in a better place and I'm eating better. And they haven't even started doing my menu again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm rocking more of a Mediterranean diet and really enjoying it. And I started to very slowly bring my weight back down. And I, I'm, at, uh, I'm at 69 kilos now. My goal is 60, because 60 and strong is, I mean, I'm only 5'2". Right, 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 right. So it's not like I, you know. Yeah. And I started, uh, I'm a lover of Apple Fitness Plus. Oh, my God, it's wonderful. It's the okay. best, like. App that you can use. Yeah. Oh, it's just amazing. Okay. And the thing is, um, you, you actually, you're not supposed to have it in Japan, but I have an American account, so I just use that. It is awesome. The people are awesome. It's super apple and diverse and high quality. And I feel like they want me to do better. I feel like they care. They don't know me from Adam. But I feel like they care that I get it. And there's stuff for older people. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so all these things have happened. And I'm utterly grateful. Mm-hmm. I do my, gratefulness, my gratefulness list every morning. Um, like I said, my body wants to be healthy. It's kind of going, hello, we would like to be healthy. And I am finally Listen willing to, to help it. Right, right. <laughs> willing to help it. No, I don't want those daifuku mochis. 
they're delicious, but they're not good for me. Sugar is not good for me. It's just not the thing I should be eating. Doesn't mean I can never eat sugar. It just means I need to get to regulation. I'm using Lose It, the not diet app, but you know, so you can track what you're eating and that's been helpful. It's really helpful because I think, oh, I'm doing pretty well. And I look and go, oh my gosh, I really overdid it. So now I'm like, all right, just regulate. I take my lunch in every day. When Lauren and Chris start doing my um, meals again, that's going to be even better. Because if you live next door to a Cordon Bleu level chef, right. you know, you just, it's good to go. Good to go. Good to go. And I'm, I'm going to pick up my newsletter again. And my, I have more sequences planned. Mm -hmm. And my illustrating, I, I, I uh, make digital art on my iPad. And I'm going to start getting my lyrics. I have all these lyrics. I have one song, um, which is basically like, you could have asked us. You could have tried. There was a moment when you could have been satisfied. Ooh. You took away my freedom. It's a mystery when you could, you could have asked. Wow. I like that. I like the lyrics already. And I, I'm trying to say, you could have asked us. You could have hired us. Yeah, right, right. You, I mean, you went in with bad intent. And if you don't go in with bad intent, look at the beauty that can happen. That's true. Go in with good intent and good execution and good behavior, and the world just opens up. But if you go in thinking, oh, these darkies, or whatever they were calling us at the time, of course it's going to be a mess. Of course the America is, is struggling and, and in trouble. Of course. Mm. We have a wound that has never healed. It's never healed. I, I mean, it's obvious. I, I, not because I'm here, but because growing up, I grew up in America. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, we have a psychic wound that we need to work on. But people don't want to hear that. That's true. Well, it's going to take people like you and me. And we're going to we're going to have let to the get people the know word out there. We have to let them know. I'm a Twitter person and I'm always on Twitter. And um, it's interesting how many white women are starting to slow. I mean, Roe versus Wade made them go, "What? You mean the stuff can hit me too?" Cuz as long as it's hitting people that I'm not close to or I'm not one of it's easy to just you know whatever but if it's hitting you and your and your kid your young teenage daughter and finally I suspect people are, I mean the pink pussy hats you know whatever but this is a real thing I think it's gonna go I, I have a lot of faith in humanity and I'm sure you do too and I, I do. think in time I do. And you're a sci-fi person so you have yes, to yes yes it's, yes it's gonna come around Terry, I want to thank you for this time. We're going to have to oh. do this again and again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're going to invite me yeah. back. I'd yes, love it. I really appreciate no, you, you so asking me. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Really, really, really. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Remember, it's all on loan, so continue to reach for the stars because you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>